If you want to go beyond the rink and into the dressing room, there's only one place to be, the Hockeyverse, with your hosts, Michael Trakos and Johnny Legend. Okay, let's get into this. When Ryan Whitney said on the Spit and Chicklets podcast last week that Matthew Kachuk was the best American-born player, it seemed like the kind of thing someone from Boston would say, you know, to troll those fans of the Maple Leafs. The best American? Yeah. Had Ryan Whitney forgotten about Austin Matthews? You know, the guy who scored 60 goals and won a Hart Trophy last year? Yeah, but that was the regular season in the playoffs. As Matthew Kachuk proved in a first-round series win against the Bruins, are a completely different animal. And in a 4-2 win in Game 1 against the Maple Leafs on Tuesday, Panthers forward was once again a total beast. Not only did Kachuk pick up three assists to hammer home Whitney's point that Kachuk should be up for consideration as the best U.S. player, but with five goals and a playoff leading 14 points in eight playoff games, you can make the argument that the Arizona-born winger has emerged as the NHL's best player, period. The question is now, how do the Leafs cage this two-headed monster that is Kachuk and Sam Bennett, who in addition to hitting everything that moved on Tuesday, also picked up his fourth goal and seventh point in the playoffs? Because while the Leafs were lucky to not have to face Brad Marchand and the Bruins, these Panthers with Kachuk, Bennett, Radko Gudis, and many, many other tough sons of bitches might be the toughest opponent they'll face in the playoffs. With that and more on today's episode of the Hockeyverse. You just found the world's latest and greatest hockey, sports, and entertainment podcast. This is the Hockeyverse. On today's episode, we recap the Leafs game one loss to the Panthers and look ahead to how Toronto can handle Matthew Kachuk in game two. We're also joined by Florida hockey reporter George Richards, who gives us the view from Miami and why the Panthers might be a much fiercer opponent than many of us imagined. By the way, check out our show notes for timestamps if you want to fast forward to your favorite part. Also, if you want to be on a future episode, email your question to heyhockeyverse at gmail.com. Now, can somebody try and stop (laughs) Matthew Kachuk, please? What was that like watching the game? Oh, my God. Like every time, every time somebody was hit, it was him. Yeah. Every time somebody got hit, it was him. Like he was everywhere. You couldn't help him notice him. Did he come off the ice? Oh, it was just him like mowing down on that mouth. Oh my God. Yeah. It's never covered his teeth ever. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not even the shape of his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. eh? Like a couple guys do that in the NHL now Yeah, where the mouth guard is just hanging out of your mouth and you're chewing on it like a piece of like, I don't know, beef jerky or something. Yeah. Yeah, just get some gum, man. Yeah, but okay. So <laughs> the vibes in the at Scotiabank uh, Arena were so different than Game One against the Lightning. You know, when the Leafs got like booed mm-hmm. off first period and I think second period and <laughs> after the game, <laughs> and it was just like you know it was on pins and needles, right? Everything bad that happened, it was like dead, deadly quiet. After the first goal that Florida scored. The crowd was like still vibing mm-hmm. really into it. And we were like, what, what crowd is this? Like, how, how was it for you? Like after that Panthers goal, were you kind of, were you okay? Like thinking the least. Yeah, gonna- I, was, I was okay because you remember what happened last game one? Oh, it was a disaster. <laughs> this was mean? totally different. Yeah. yeah. This right? wasn't nearly as bad as that. Yeah. So it was a different feeling. Like even, I even texted you, you were down at the game in the press box and I texted you, man, if the Leafs play like this, Florida doesn't have a chance. Five seconds later, Florida scored, and I'm like, well, maybe uh, maybe I spoke too soon. <laughs> maybe they have a chance. <laughs> the Leafs really did start that game on fire. Yeah, it, it was in the, you know what, you take away some of those really good saves by Bobrovsky, and, and you know, Toronto's power play didn't really look that dangerous even at, at the best of times. Um, yeah, I'm, you know what, I wouldn't be too worried about this series. There were times when the Leafs had control of the puck in the Florida and throwing it around like, like they were little kids. Yeah. And then it was Bobrovsky and in one line and one line. Yeah. That line though, that is Kachuk, some kind of line Holland landing zone, Sam Bennett, <laughs> who I've got a Sam Bennett story. Cause I did a big feature on him uh, the year that he got drafted um, lives not too far from where Johnny and I are doing this podcast. Um, oh, by the old uh, drive-in uh, movie theater. Oh, does he live down there? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I went to his place. Oh man, 
you should see this thing. It, it looks like it was bullet ridden because he's like, <laughs> oh, the yeah, his, his dad was like, hey, if you can put it through uh, the garage, or I think he made a, I think he bet him. He's like, I bet you can't do that. Mm. And then when he did it, he was like, well, maybe you're going to make it to the NHL. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a pretty hard shot. So now picture that he put it through a, a metal garage door. Imagine being a goalie. Oh my God. Yeah. I spent the day with him. Let's go into the Sam Bennett story here. Okay. So go ahead. do you remember draft combine that year? They make you do, you know, like, uh, push-ups. Yeah. The chest press, presses, the vertical jump. And yeah. VO two max mm-hmm. and you know, broad jump and yeah, all that stuff. Uh, one of the things is pull-ups mm-hmm. and Sam Bennett, how many pull-ups do you think he did? This uh, is his draft year. He's supposed have, to go maybe, I think he's the number one rated pick out of Canada, out of North America that year. I have no idea. I don't remember at all. Zero. Zero. Pull-ups tough to do, man. I don't know how well, you know, like you, you used to be in the fitness yeah. uh, training world. Yeah. How much does a pull-up translate to the hockey game? Probably zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the same time, so he gets zero and he takes it to heart, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all everyone's talking about. Oh my God, this guy's supposed to be like not Connor McDavid, but a top pick. Can't even do a pull up. That's a little concerning, is it not? You'd think he's going to be an NHLer. So I, I convince him, I'm like, hey, I want to spend the day with you. So he's like, yeah, okay. So here's my day. I go to my, I go work out. He was working out specifically just on pull-ups oh, really? after that. Like just <laughs> was like, you know what? I can't do a pull-up every day. He was just working at it, working at it, working at it. So that he gets to the, uh, the draft was in Florida that year. Funny enough. And any team that asked him, he's like, well, how you, uh, what about that zero pull-up kind of thing? He's like, I'll do it right now. <laughs> so that's the kind of mentality that the Leafs are facing now with a guy like Sam Bennett. It's been a, you know, he started out in Calgary. He wasn't the top pick, but uh, would he go fourth overall that year? Gets traded to Florida, reunites with Matthew Kachuk. Bennett's now a center. And a guy that back in the day when he was playing for Kingston. He was, was a winger, for, right? Well, was playing for Doug Gilmore was the yeah. coach. And really modeled his game after Doug Gilmore and the guy who, and that's why the whole pull-up thing came to being. It's like, you're going to be Doug Gilmore, but you can't do a pull-up. Listen, this guy can do a pull-up and this guy is like, I don't want to say he's Doug Gilmore, but you see the elements Mm -hmm. of that where it's like him and Kachuk are just, tell me what, what playoff team wouldn't want that on the line. We talked about that before the game. Who would you want to start a team with? Right. If you were going to start a team. Took a lot of flack for that, by the way. Oh, did you? Kachuk. Yeah. Why? I mean, look, it's, 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 it's a, you know what? Complete game. Yeah. And you know what? I I think we're going to see, cause I wrote about Kachuk for the hockey news this week. And part of me writing about him, I interviewed Don Granado who coached Kachuk and Austin Matthews were on this national development team program out in the States when they were 17 and 18 years or 16 and 17 years old. And he said, they were the fiercest competitors in practice. They didn't like fight each other or like hit each other, or like get dirty or anything, but it was like Kachuk would go down the ice and win a puck battle, score a goal or whatever. The next time they did the drill, Matthews like raised the bar and mm. did the same thing. And it was just like both those guys pushing each other. So, you know, I didn't think Matthews had a typical Matthews game. I'm expecting a little bit more out of him game two. Yeah. You know what? He started off a lot better than he started off the last series though. Like he was trying to hit guys. He was yeah. making some plays. I even, I think I texted you that Matthew is about to take over the series. He's got to do it now though. And then, <laughs> and then Kachuk did it. So hopefully they have that back and forth now. And Matthews takes it to that next level for did game two. Did you, did you think the lines kind of played into it? Cause they had Matthews away from Marner in game one. And I didn't understand the line. I don't understand it. why you wouldn't put out the exact same lines that you won the last game with. They were cooking. Number two, I don't know why Keith tries to match the lines. He's horrible at it. I honestly, his line matching is horrible. So like they played their best games when he didn't have the option to match the lines. Just keep putting them out there, man. You have at the most what 21 games left? Put them out there. I get it. He mixes lines a lot. That's his thing now, I guess. 
but it's too much. Too much. I, I would hate that as a player. Unless Constantly you're gonna, getting changed. Around. Unless you're going to mix them by double shifting. Like, okay, one guy comes off and then he joins Matthews and Marner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Double shift them, man. You got to win the series. So lines were what? Matthews, Nylander, and Nyes. That was dumb. That was dumb. Matthews, Marner, and Nyes. You, that's got to be the top line. Yeah. Yarn Kruk was horrible, you know horrible yesterday. How about this? Matthews, Marner, Bunting, Nyes, Tavares, Nylander. Uh, Nylander's not playing well, man. He has flashes, but he's vanishing Willie. Would you get Bunting in your uh, top six? He had a good game. I like I like Nyes on the top line. How about Yarn Kruk? You gonna keep him there? I don't even want Yarn Kruk on the ice. So switch him with Bunting. <laughs> switch him with the Wayne Train. I don't want Yarn Yarn Kruk. I don't. The Wayne Train's not getting there I anymore. Know. I'm just trying to make a point of how bad he played <laughs> last night. <laughs> uh, it was yeah. I, the lines are. I don't know what line you put on the uh, the Kachuk line though. Like I don't know if you have to fire with fire and you. That that's how I would do it. I wouldn't go mess with it. And if those guys are going to see a lot of time. I don't want O'Reilly taken from Matthews minutes. No, I would put Matthews toe to toe with those guys and say, you know, this is, this is their best guys. You're our best guys. Mm-hmm. Fight it out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, they were taking pucks off each other like crazy last night. Yeah. Right. When Matthews was on the ice or Marner was on the, Marner, Marner took some big hits last night too. They all kind of like, yeah. it, it was you throughout the whole lineup in both teams. You don't usually see Marner get hit. Yeah. Like not solid anyway. That's the Kachuk factor. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> One of the stories was he was at like a under 17 tournament and he caused a brawl against Russia that I didn't even, I had to like look this up. This is the same thing Don Granado was telling me about this. And he goes, he goes, you got to understand, there was never, ever a fight between U.S. and Russia. <laughs> it just doesn't happen at a U-17 tournament. And he's like, that fight doesn't happen unless Matt Dukachuk's on a team. And he did the old Theo Fleury, eh? Yeah. One of the guys <laughs> is like, Casey Fitzgerald even fought in front of the bench. And I'm like, I looked up Casey Fitzgerald's stats. I'm like, this guy's like five foot ten, <laughs> six penalty minutes a year. <laughs> That's so, great. You gotta, would, but, it's just mayhem when he's on the ice. You got to do something. And that's like father, like son, right? Yeah. So, you know, how about this? Does Toronto even know, need to play this kind of bang, like bang and crash kind of game? Like um, they played it against Tampa. They played it. but. They played it against Tampa. because their identity had, now? They what? played it against Tampa because they had to. And we talked about that before the playoffs started. They had to outgoon Tampa Bay if they were going to win that series. Is that I their could, identity though? Like, no, but I think it kind of carried over a little bit. I think maybe after last night, they realized that this is not going to be dirty stuff. It's just going to be hard hitting, right? Like they got Kachuk a bunch of times, and he just popped back up and kept playing. He didn't yeah. complain. He didn't lay on the ice like he'd been shot. Hey, the Shen hit on Kachuk was the biggest thing I've seen from a Leaf player this whole season. And McCabe laid him out too. And here's the mistake. Shen hits Kachuk. McCabe hits Kachuk. But then when you get Brody trying to play that game mm, okay. and he gets caught between a rock and a hard play, so to speak, where he was going to throw the hit and then decided not to, then he's caught in no man's land. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and it leads to a goal, right? I think overall it wasn't the rough. I think the rough was fine. The hitting was fine. The Leafs played fine. The three things were that um, that flipping dump out that they do. Yeah, yeah. Every time. It's never icing, mm-hmm. right? Um, the defense pinches on the forecheck every time, cuts off the boards. Yep. And Bobrovsky. Yeah. Bobrovsky was a big problem last night. Yeah, you can, you can solve the stretch passes and the little kind of Hail Mary kind of mm-hmm. uh, passes that they do. Um, and you can, you know, just move the puck a little quicker out of the back end. But how do you solve a problem like Bobrovsky? I don't know, man. You just got to, you guys got to hope the other Bobrovsky shows up and not the two-time Vesna. Well, the Leafs, lucky. They didn't have Vasilevsky show up. And instead they get uh, Bobrovsky, who, like you mentioned, he's won two Vesnas, but it feels like it happened forever ago. Yeah, it does. And it wasn't that long ago. No, it was, he was Six a Columbus ago? Blue Jacket. He won both of them there, right? Yeah. 
And uh, since he signed that contract, he hasn't been the same goalie. Let's be honest. No, he hasn't. He's the <laughs> he's the High, richest goalie. Highest paid goalie in the league. Yeah. And he hasn't played that way. Like Alex Lyon, who probably a lot of Leaf fans maybe are not even that familiar with. That's who I thought we were going to end up with. And then when I saw Bobrovsky go in, what was it, game five in Boston? I'm like, oh, no. Even yes. <laughs> so in the morning skate in game one, Lyon was off the ice first. So we all went to his stall mm. and talked to him. And Bobrovsky's changing by himself. And Lyon was just happy to, you know, shoot the shit, so to speak. And uh, that told me that, okay, he's probably not starting. Right now playing, yeah. <laughs> But he was interesting, um, undrafted, and um, you know, mostly spent his career in the minors, bouncing between, I think, like three or four minor league teams. But uh, end of the season, the Panthers don't get in the playoffs without no. Alex Lyon. He finished off six wins, right? Six wins in a row to finish the season. Bobrovsky was just awful at that time. I think I have, uh, and it's crazy because the Leafs dominated Florida in the season, in the season, right? And even in against Boston, like you, I think you just mentioned, like Line was the starter mm -hmm. for the first three games against the Bruins, and you know since then it's been, you know, what about Bob? And he's been, he hasn't been great, but you know, a couple of overtime wins where he allows only three goals, and then. Wins a wild 7-5 game against the Bruins. He did get but a again, little lucky last night, too. There was a couple of a solid of posts. posts, and he got that one right into the open net that hit the knob of his stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, he's the real deal. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's not like it's like it's scary. some no, no one. It's scary. The uh, Alex line, though, he's an interesting guy. Like, uh, he was talking, he was really bigging up uh, Samsonov, saying that, the reason he goes the the difference between a minor league goalie and a legit number one goalie is 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 not playing ability. They all play the same. He goes, it's literally just confidence. He's like, you have to be the baddest son of a bitch. And after that game, when they asked Samsonov, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go home, eat some food, and see you tomorrow. And Lion was saying that Samsonov is that guy. He goes where he just doesn't care. And he goes, I he goes, I try to be that guy where it's like, yeah, I don't care. It's Austin Matthews. I'm going to, I'm going to stop him because I'm better than him. And he's like, you can tell yourself that <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like I, I talk to people to try to work on that. He's like, it's kind of hard to believe it if you don't believe it. Right. Mm -hmm. But he goes, Samson off. He goes, he just believes he goes, he's a, I forget what the word was. He wants to say a beast, but he said something along those lines where like, this guy is just like a stone cold. He's a legit number one. Well, he's got that mentality. But Brofsky is on another planet. Bobrovsky, like literally on another planet. Remember he's that weird enough where he can yeah. be number one. Well, he didn't he go through that whole thing where he's like, I'm an alien from another yeah. planet. <laughs> I love it, man. Goalies are just weird. Yeah. Yeah. If a goalie's a, a normal guy, he's not very good. No, if, like, if they're, if they're normal, yeah. Or too nice. Yeah. They're not usually not good. They're usually a backup goalie to be honest, because <laughs> they have to be good in the room. Yeah, right. E-bug. Yeah. What'd you think of Matthew Nice, man? That was a hell of a goal, huh? Oh, I, well, you it was great how even so he he tipped that one goal past his own goalie, and then oh, what was yeah. it about thirty <laughs> seconds later he went same shift, went down and scored that goal. Didn't even get excited about the goal. Was still pissed off that he tipped that one past Samsonov. I don't. Know. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So he always has a game like that where he has mm. like a really like three good shifts and then three like really brutal shifts. Well, he's still what. 10 games of NHL experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not faulting him. <laughs> no. that, that goal was insane. Oh, it was great. And even the one that he missed that he tried to put backwards through his legs. Uh -huh. And it almost snuck through the five hole on him too. We were debating. I remember we were doing this with Ryan Kennedy about who he uh, reminds me of. And uh, what were the other suggestions? Oh, someone said Jack Eichel. Mm. And I was like, hmm, he mm. doesn't have the height there. Um, I said Pat Maroon before he got old. Um, but then when I said Tuck, a lot of guys were like, hey, yeah, I could see that. I can't remember what the other one was. What I said Cam Neely. Oh, <laughs> that is, not, but he that'd looked, be awesome. <laughs> he looked, he looked more like Cam Neely playing against college kids. than oh, he. <laughs> someone said, uh, Tyler Biggs. 
Tyler Banks. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, that's when I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, like a, maybe like a Boone Jenner. But I'm like, I think he's a little better than Boone. Boone Jenner. Yeah. Best name in hockey ever. Like Boone. Lower the Boone. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm, I've been impressed with Matthew Nines. He looks, he's just big with really good hands. And, 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 and confidence. Rich. Yeah. He knows what to do and he knows he knows what to do. So he'll make that move that you wouldn't expect from a young guy with that much pressure. Right. No. And Austin Matthew is one of his heroes, in Arizona, even though they're not that different in age. No. Still a guy they looked up to. It's weird. And Kachuk is literally, uh, or technically, a uh, Arizona born kid. Mm-hmm. You look at his like hockey DB page. Yeah. What's going on down there in Arizona? Where are they putting in the water down there? A little you know what maple it is? syrup? You know what I was told? Well, with Matthews, it's a weird one because uh, whatever. And I guess nice. But like with Kachuk, there's just a lot of guys who uh, retire up there. Mm. They love it. Well, because it's an active, like a retirement community. So you get a lot of good former NHL players, but also former, like even just like minor pro players. Are and there. Keith Kachuk finished his career down there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they win, uh, they win like national tournaments. I know like at different age groups, it's like, they've always had a pretty strong program where um, I think like uh, Ray Whitney is a coach up there. Um, there's a bunch of like ex NHLers who are all like coaching minor league teams, uh, whether it's the, I think it's called like the G they call it the junior Bobcats or something mm. like that. I can't remember Arizona Bobcats. And I heard somebody talking about uh, the fact that they're all so tight knit is because there's not a lot of places for the kids to play hockey down there. So they all right. kind of come up together. They all play together. Even like Matthews will still play with teenagers when he's down there in the, in the summer, because there's yeah. just nowhere to work out. It's not like there's 30, like uh, what, like how many rinks are there in Toronto? Oh, geez. How many are there in Newmarket? <laughs> and you still right. can't get ice. No, you can't. So it's ridiculous. Um, here's my prediction for game two, Johnny. We're going to see a lot of penalties. You think so? Against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did you mm. see Paul Maurice's post game? No, I didn't. Well, during the game, he makes this gesture, right? Like he oh, crosses he crossed, his yeah, arms. with the one in the five. He's got yeah. the one in the five signaling like Toronto's had one penalty. We've had five. Not, not going to say anything to you, but it's just kind of like that. And then the post game. He, uh, he goes, we have accepted the fact that we're going to be in the penalty box more than our opponent. It's become our reputation again. Mm-hmm. He's, and he made he's, a point of saying that Keith Kachuk, or sorry, Keith, Matthew Kachuk in the second half of the year actually stayed out of the penalty box. So like that's a bunch of choir boys over there, Johnny. He, he, stayed, out of the, <laughs> he stayed out of the penalty box last night. Really? Yeah. It, it, he harnesses that emotion. He man, didn't do better anything, than anyone. He didn't do anything dirty. He just, Played hard. Dude, Luke Shen hit him. I thought that was going to be an opportunity for him to go like Drew Doughty on Luke Shen and, you know, retaliate. Just picked himself up and got right back yep. in there and was a factor again. Didn't even spit out that mouth guard. Yeah. His, his <laughs> stick went like flying yeah. too. Like but, that uh, Truba hit the other night. Ooh. <laughs> Where do you stand on that? <laughs> Good hit. Don't yeah. skate with your head down, man, or else it's going to be stars in a yard sale. It's a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. I see that hit in, you know, like middle of February and a nothing game on on a Wednesday. Okay. Why, why are you going out to kill mm-hmm. someone? Right. Rangers are down in that game. Their season was on the line. They're pissed off. The guys crossing through in a playoff game. And did you see the irony in that? What's Against the, the New Jersey Devils. How many of those did Scott Stevens lay out? Um, that looked just like a Scott Stevens hit. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like reverse sweet though, right? irony. And then the uh, New Jersey Devils fan that choked out the Rangers fan in the crowd. You see that? <laughs> Put him right to sleep. I saw that. And I saw another guy just throwing bombs at a, a Rangers fan. Mm. Just, yeah, I've, I've been to games at MSG and at uh, what's it called? As a Prudential or whatever in Newark. The Newark one is uh, not like MSG, but there were crowd around. Like it's, it's New York fans, right? Mm. And I, I remember seeing, I was covering the one where Sean Avery called Roder Fatso. Remember in the line? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Fatso that wouldn't was shake the same, my hand. same game when he was waving in front of his face. Yeah. yeah. They made the Sean Avery roll after that. And mm-hmm. then it was, uh, Roder refused to shave uh, or shake Avery's hand. And he goes, Fatso wouldn't shake my hand. <laughs> <I remember that. laughs> 
miss those guys in the, oh, in the league. Eh? Those are a fun series to cover. Cause you just go uh, train hopping based yeah. back and forth. Really yeah. cool. All right. So, so your prediction for game two is a lot of uh, penalties. For yeah. Leafs. Leafs win game two. I think there's going to be a lot of penalties on Toronto side, but yeah, I can't see. Yeah, I can. What'd you think of uh, Lilligren going in what, instead what? of Hall or Gustafson? Uh, Played yeah. pretty good. He had that one beautiful play where he shot it off the end boards and it came right out in front. He did that on purpose. I think he had an okay game. Um, he wasn't great or anything, but I just, it just he didn't cost one. he didn't cost him anything. That's the key. Yeah, with that six defenseman, he's got to not cost you. And Hall was costing. You're playing with Giordano. Just like yeah, make sure the puck stays in the other yeah, end. Yeah, just don't. Don't make a mistake. Just get it. Dump it out. Yeah. And I think he's a better option than Gustafson. If you're going to have him for mostly five on Mm -hmm. five Gustafson, he's your second power play unit defenseman, right? Like that's where he's going to shine. But yeah, if you're not going 11, seven, yeah, I'd rather have Lilligren than Gustafson. And yeah, (laughs) I don't think we're going to see Hall. You're never going to see Hall again. You'll see Timmons before you'll see Hall. Yeah. I just think, unfortunately, uh, he goes through these stretches I think he's a better defenseman than he was showing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he goes through these stretches where he can't have him on the ice. I think he makes a mistake and then he tries to make up for it and makes another mistake and it just, then it gets out of hand. He honestly hasn't been the, the Justin Hall um, of his highest caliber since The one that Muzzin. got him the contract. Yeah. I mean, once Muzzin went down and wasn't Muzzin again, it's you could see it. I say it, it affected Hall. I'll say it again. How good would it be to have a Muzzin out there? Yeah. Well, there's not going to be a muzzin, but mm. you know the Leafs are healthy, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in Game Two. Yeah. Um, I think the Leafs. I think the Leafs win it. I think. Um, I think Samsonov's going to have a great game. Uh, we'll see. The the strength of Vasilevsky all all the years was he was capable of bouncing back after a, a bad mm-hmm. outing. And I think Samsonov's the same guy, same guy in his head. Not maybe not the same goalie, but he's the same. Same mentality. Yeah. Do you see Joe Pavelski four goals? Yeah. He's like our age, eh? Yeah. I had that. <laughs> I, I had one of my buddies texting me. He goes, uh, Joe Pavelski's got uh, two goals. Not bad for an old man. I look at the end of the game, he's got four. I'm like, geez, he needed six. And they lost. <laughs> he needed six. <laughs> ridiculous. He signed an uh, extension for next year, too. Mm-hmm. Huh? How about uh, how about Sutter getting fired before his extension even started? Well. <laughs> and we it, called it. We called it. Oh, yeah. We called it. We said he's gone. So the Calgary sign, I think it was. I don't want to mess up my papers, but uh, there was an article saying that the uh, <laughs> the snowflakes had Sutter fired. <laughs> <laughs> called the the players snowflakes in the. It's true though. Yeah, but that's he's not tough, why he got fired. No, only no, they fired the GM, and no GM comes in and just inherits a coach. No, they want to bring their own guy in, especially not a Sutter. Yeah, and. Yeah, I I don't think, and it was Malone. Don Maloney had a press conference talking about why the decision was made, and he specifically said that the way that Sutter coaches wasn't conducive. He's like, players don't appreciate that now. We talked to players, we talked to agents. They didn't want that. He should never have said that. No, he should have just said, you know, it was a tough year. Uh, the GM that we hire, they, we want him to bring in his identity. Blah blah blah. Now you made the players look like a bunch of snowflakes. They, <laughs> I'm sorry. They, it, it's brutal. Yeah. They grossly underachieved this year though. I wouldn't be happy if I was Kadri or Huberto or one of those guys. And you're basically, you threw the blame on the players, not Sutter. Yeah. Everybody couldn't coach this year. I'm sorry. Everybody talking about how, how good that trade was when they traded Kachuk and got Uyghur and Huberto. It's an awful trade. In hindsight, for sure. Yeah. But all like when it happened, everybody's like, I can't believe he pulled that off. Yeah. Well, his hands are tied. Mm. Kachuk basically said, I'm not, I, I want out of here. And I think Florida was the number one destination when I talked to him. I guess Florida is going to be for everybody. Weather, taxes. Weather, taxes. And they built something there or are building something there. I think they're going to be. They're going to be around for a while. Next year, last year, they're number one. It took them a while to find out how to play under Maurice. Next year, I think it's going to be Toronto one, Florida two. Tampa three, no Boston in the playoffs. 
And I think there's an opportunity for Buffalo to maybe be three. Yeah. What was it? Kachuk, did I read it in your article where he said, we beat the number one team. Now we're playing the number two team. Yeah. <laughs> I got to stop. I got to start remembering where I read stuff. It's oh, awesome. <laughs> so All who right. do you think is going to be the, uh, so I think it's going to be Samsonov is going to be the star of game two. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, Willie Styles, man. <laughs> William Nylander. You Vanishing Willie's going to. Everyone is just on William Nylander. What is it? Is like. Every three weeks, the the fans just come out and just like, oh yeah, we don't like him again. Well, and then I, he does some great plays, and we like him again. Like, I think what it is is everybody is getting dirty and they're getting in there, and he's not. Yeah, I think it's he's got so much more to give. Did you see that play? He gets it on his backhand, goes around the defenseman, and there's a there's a clear line where he's just got to skate right in the middle, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't go. Instead, he looped around and blah, blah, blah. He did it twice in a row. Two, two rushes in a row, he did that. So he's drafted the same year as Sam Bennett. That was always the knock on Nylander when I wrote the book. Sam Bennett, the day I spent with him where I went to work out with him and all that stuff, we also went to the rink on uh, Mount Albert Side Road in uh, Sharon. And him and his buddy, his buddy wasn't a legit hockey player or whatever. His best friend, though, a lot bigger than Sam big dude. He basically said, put him like in the slot area or like where a defenseman would be in front of the net. And Sam just like drove hard to the net. And while this guy was just, just trying, trying to, to drive through. Yeah. And he just worked on that for maybe a good 40 minutes. No messing around. Like, Hey, let's just go bar down. Like it was just, well, again, 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 mm. okay. Really lay into me. Okay. Lean on me. And we'll, that's how, that's how Sam Bennett plays. And while he was doing that, while he was at the barber getting his hair styled. Yeah. I, I still think William Nylander is going to show up in a big way because he tends to answer critics. And I think that's what it is. It's not that I don't like him, but you're not going to win fans in Toronto, which is like a, like think of who they love. It's everybody who works hard. Yeah. If you're not it's working. Ryan O'Reilly's a fan fave. If you're not working Luke Shen now. His fan favorite. Even you go into baseball, right? Look at who their favorites always are. It's always the the underdogs, the Kevin hard workers. Pilar, man. Kevin Pillar, man. Uh, Kevin Pillar. Remember John McDonald, right? Johnny Mac. Yeah. <laughs> they love John McDonald. I like Tulo at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, unless you're going to work hard, they're going to be on you. All right. Yeah, we're going to go to the phones. I want to talk to, uh, we got our buddy George Richards, live from Florida. Writes for FloridaHockeyNow.com. Why don't we say, uh, want to give him a call? Yeah, let's see what's going on down there in old Florida. All right, we're going live to Florida where we've got George Richards of Florida Hockey. Dot, well, sorry, Florida Hockey Now.com and Seven Sports Extra. How you doing there, George? I'm good. What's going on? Well, what's going on is the, the Florida Panthers surprised a lot of Leafs fans. You know, on Tuesday night in game one and really taking it to them. Matthew Kachuk, three assists, nine hits. This guy, I, I wrote in the hockey news, uh, today's, uh, edition that this guy is basically, you know, if the con Smythe voting is happening today, he's probably going number one. What did you make of Matthew Kachuk? Um, yeah, no, very, very, probably took nine hits too. Right. I mean, every time I saw him, he was, you know, getting hit by somebody. Um, and, and that's the thing about, uh, Matthew, he's not a guy that, that runs his mouth and, and shies away. I mean, he took the contact and then he'd turn around and hit somebody else. And, um, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna back up his, you know, he's gonna back it up with whatever he's got. I mean, he's not just a, He's not just a physical guy. He's a guy that, that, that you know, produces offensively. Uh, three assists last night, like you said. Um, I believe two of them were primary assists. Um, the first, you know, the first goal uh, from Cousins was right off a shot of his. And listen, I mean, he's just, he, he's a guy that, he's, he's an alpha, right? I mean, he's one of those guys that you follow. That he's, the, the Panthers are definitely taking their cues from him. And, uh, He's performing, no doubt about it. What would you make of uh, Kachuk there, Johnny? Oh, man. Well, you know, we talked about before the series has even started. I mean, I picked, for, for the record, George, I picked Florida in seven over Boston. I was like the only one in the world that did. <laughs> Other than probably people sure? in Florida. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and one yeah, of the I, ma- had, I had Boston and six. I oh, mean, did you? you know. Yeah. And one of the main yeah, reasons was Matthew Chuck. Yeah, I, I I say he's just the mean son of a gun, and we were joking that like he's gone. He went through that Boston Bruins lineup, sort of like John Wick does, taking body after body. And it's not just him; it's Sam Bennett. Uh, th- this team is physical, and do you think that played into uh, Panthers' hands uh, in, in Game One? Or you know, I was I was saying I was at the game. I was saying to, to whoever was next to me, I was like, Toronto's playing that tough game too. I wonder if that's really the game plan for the Leafs or if they got suckered into the kind of the, the Panther hockey there. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's more the case. I think Toronto changed their game to play more like Florida. Um, and listen, a year ago, Florida, Florida was playing like Toronto. I mean, that's just how, you know, that's why Paul Maurice is in Florida right now is because, you know, the Panthers thought that they were just going to be able to flip a switch um, last year in the playoffs and start playing that tough playoff hockey after not playing it all season long. Um, and it doesn't really work. I mean, you look at how Tampa took away all the space and and collapsed on guys, and Florida could get nothing going against Tampa last year in round two, and now Florida's playing that style and have been since Paul Maurice got here, or at least trying to. It took them three, four months to get it, but it looks like they've got it down pretty good now. So to your point, yeah, I think Toronto was like, well, this is how Florida plays, so we're going to try and do it. Um, I thought Toronto did a good job of, of doing it. I mean, they, they were a lot more physical, I think, than Florida thought, um, even though Florida Florida made points in the press conferences afterwards that they were downplaying it, right? But they mentioned it. So it was, it was um, something maybe Florida didn't expect that, that, that they were going to take hits from, from Toronto. I think they were more expecting a, a more open – style game from them and, and and Florida thinks they can be more physical so we'll just see how it goes and obviously it'll be uh, it'll be you know interesting to see how game two goes and and how Toronto uh, comes out yeah it's, it's funny like <laughs> you hear people talking now it's like Toronto Maple Leafs are the thuggish team and now in the mm-hmm. NHL yeah like they've replaced the Bruins and I, I agree with you I think Toronto can play that game you got well, they got Luke Shen for that reason. They got Jake McCabe for that reason. These sure. guys weren't Leafs to start the year. Um, but, you know, like aside from the physicality, what I saw last night in game one was, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky playing like the guy who won two Vezinas. And w- what a strange season it's been for him because, uh, as any hockey fan knows, it wasn't Bob who got the Panthers into the playoffs in the final weeks of the season. It, it was Lyon and uh, the beginning of the playoffs, it was Lyon. Bobrovsky wasn't the starter. But really, as much as Matthew Kachuk led the Panthers over the Bruins, it was Bobrovsky coming in as well. And fine, it was one of those scenarios where he gave up a ton of goals. But when he, he shut the door when he needed to, and he saw it against the Leafs as well. That save on William Nylander, where he sticks the toe out, that's a game changer. What, what, what do you what have you made of uh, Bobrovsky's uh, play down the stretch and uh, or not really down the stretch I'm sorry but uh, this season uh, George and is this as good as you've seen him? Yeah, no, for sure. Last night was as good as Bobrovsky's been, and he's a guy that listen I've known him you know since since the Columbus days and right and he always says he doesn't really care about the stats. Yes, he got two Vezinas because of his statistics, um, but since he's been in Florida, you know, he's just, he's just a guy that wants to get the W. And uh, I think we saw last year, he, he really improved his game. Um, but he was still giving up two or three. You know, again, his stats weren't terrific, but they were much improved. Um, this year he had a rough spot. November was terrible um, for, for Sergei Bobrovsky to the point where he wasn't, he was not an NHL quality goalie in November. Um, December, January got, got stronger. Um, and I think we've really seen him this playoff series um, ever since he got back in in place of Lyon um, really play well. He didn't, you know, I, I think he'd like to have game four back against the, the Bruins when they scored, you know, I think three goals on him in the third period. Um, but he, you know, he saved Florida in, in game five because Florida had no business winning that game in Boston. And, and that was all Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, game six, he gives up five, but it was like, who cares? I mean, there were three or four of those goals that he had zero chance to stop, but he stopped the ones 
that were important, like you said. And he was terrific again, again in Game Seven. Um, not to mention, obviously, Tuesday night in Toronto. So, yeah, Sergey Bobrovsky, the pressure's on him, and he's been living up to it. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's just happy to to play his part. And I think that's something that I don't know if people understand that he's just he wants to be one of the guys on this team. He he looks at himself as just one of the guys. That's my you know you you have your job there. I have my job here. And, uh, yeah, he's been doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, for a guy who's making the most money out of any goalie in the NHL, this guy is incredibly humble. He actually said that last night. He's like, I just appreciate the opportunity and trying to stay humble. He's like, I'm enjoying playoff hockey and just it's a great group of guys. I'm fortunate to be here. It's not the kind of talk you hear from a, a typical number 1A, like, alpha goalie. And it's, it's actually kind of scary to hear that because if he's just playing for fun and there's no pressure, yeah. we get the old Bobrovsky we got to play against and we got, we got some problems coming, and especially t- with even the luck. He got a little bit of luck last night, a couple goal posts and he got yeah. one, made one save wide open net right off the knob of his stick. Oh, he scares me. Yeah. If I'm a Leaf fan and Bobrovsky is dialed in and like you said, George, you, you covered that Blue Jackets team um, that year where, you know, he was challenged by torts. And all of a sudden he like flipped the switch yeah. and took down the Tampa Bay lightning and very could have easily have gone to the conference final. And who knows how, how much further, like he was just on fire. And it, I don't know. Do you see elements of that Bobrovsky kind of flickering right now? A little bit, but you know what? Um, that was such a different team, right? I mean, that was that, that Columbus team played a very defensive style of hockey where they might, they'd be lucky to get three goals. If they got three goals, they usually won. Um, I think that Bob knows if one goes in, it's not the end of the world in Florida because this team can score and, and this team has shown that it can bounce back. I mean, you know, in game six, uh, you know, of the Boston series, Boston retook the lead twice in the third period and Florida bounced right back. And I think that takes a little bit of the weight off Bob. Now there is, there's tons, a lot of pressure on him because, um, you know, when they lose, you know, he gets the heat for it for sure. Um, and he knows that he knows that's part of the deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the mentality with him that he's just going to go in and you can always, you can tell when, when Bob's going to have a good game and you could see it last night when he made those three or four saves early, he looked calm. He wasn't chasing anything. Um, he was sliding easily. He wasn't, you know, didn't look panicked at all. If Bob starts off good, Bob usually ends up good. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things that scares the Leaf fans up here. So those are the two things that kind of scare the Leaf fans up here is how good, uh, Maddie Kachuk's going to play. And if Bobrovsky's back, so what down in Florida, what's it look like with like, what are they worried about on the Leaf side? Mm. Well, I mean, you know, the, the obvious things, right? I mean, the, the, that Toronto team can light you up at any minute. I mean, they, they, they've just got so much firepower and, and, and so many guys that they, they can beat you. Um, we saw, you know, glimpses of that last night in the third period, in the second period, and then at the end when they were throwing everything they had at Florida. Um, but, you know, just in watching Florida and the way they play now, uh, you know, under Paul Maurice, you know, Florida with a lead is, is kind of hard to get off it. And they've, they've been a very good team um, in, in being able to, to shut down some teams and, and, and not, you know, play dumb in the final minute. That used to be a thing here in Florida. Like if it was a one-goal game with a minute left, you know, you could almost, you know, bet money that Florida was going to give up that game-tying goal. Something stupid was going to happen, you know. And, and now you just – you don't if it if it if something happens it's probably on the goalie not making the save because it's not it's not the the, the, the system of the team given given up an easy goal it it they're just so good at collapsing and doing things and shutting teams down so um, I think that you know anytime you talk about what what people are looking for out of Toronto it's it's that explosiveness it's that way that they can um, take over a game especially if you don't you know if you don't stay out of the box if that high stick on Sam Bennett happens with two minutes and 30 seconds and not 45 seconds or whatever it is, that could have been a big problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what do you make of uh, Bar- Barkov there? It's funny. Cause it's like all, all these years I kept calling him like the most underrated 
superstar. And I still think he's highly underrated for how good he is. And you know, these playoffs are supposed to shine a spotlight on him. And, you know, last night, again, it's just like Kachuk, I want to say took his thunder, but it, I don't, I don't want to like, have, have, have we even seen the Barkov that, you know, at, at his best right now, or is that still kind of almost like a, uh, there's still more to give on his side? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people think that Barkov is Connor McDavid, and he's not. I mean, he's not. A, I mean, I think I think the most goals he has ever scored in his life was thirty nine, um, thirty eight or thirty nine. He's not that guy that's going to get you a hat trick every night, um, where Kachuk might. And listen, but Barkov does everything else. I think he won what seventy percent of his faceoffs on Tuesday night. Um, he, he's he kills every penalty. Um, in the final minutes of a one goal game, whether they're ahead or they're behind, Barkov's on the ice. I mean, there's a lot of things that the, the Florida Panthers absolutely um, count on Sasha Barkov to do um, that maybe they don't even count on Matthew Kachuk to do. Matthew Kachuk is getting the headlines. He's the he's the guy that's going to be on the billboards in South Florida because he's that guy. He's that dynamic of a personality. He's the guy talking trash on and off the ice. That's not I love it. <laughs> he is not. No. He's not. And, and, and you say he's stealing I wish you were. He absolutely is. <laughs> I wish but he were. has all year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he has all year. I mean, ever since, you know, uh, Kachuk got here, he's been the guy that you quote. I mean, he's, he's terrific in that in that realm. He's the guy that you're going to put on video and, and, and the highlight shows. Uh, Barkov's just going to go to work every day and get two assists and, you know, maybe a goal. And, you know, he's the guy you count on though. He's the guy that you want to, you want to watch. Hey, before we let you, thanks George. Before we let you go, I'm curious about the vibe in the South Florida, because this is really, you know, round two of the playoffs. I know you played, uh, the Panthers played Boston in round one. So that's an original six team, a big market, but, you know, round two, you got TNT covering these games now. Uh, it, it's it's really kind of like a, a really big opportunity for South Florida. And um, I know it's kind of like uh, it didn't get off to a great start with the whole thing about, hey, uh, Canadian residents can't buy tickets and whatever you want to make of that. And then there's the whole scheduling conflict. It, what what are you expecting from the the atmosphere uh, when the series shifts to Florida? And uh, is this kind of an opportunity to really kind of win some of those fans that, you know, might be lightning fans or might be on the fence? Yeah, this is, yeah, no, there are no lightning fans in South Florida. I mean, they're two different <laughs> markets. I mean, they're four hours away. I mean, they, you know, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're there are more Maple Leaf fans in South Florida than there are Lightning fans. I mean, they just happen to be in the same state. Um, I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's a big opportunity um, for the Panthers because, yeah, I mean, the, 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 this is a big event town. Um, and, team, you know, people here love a winner. Um, you you, you got to remember how bad the Florida Panthers have been traditionally ever since they moved into this building in Sunrise. Um, this is their first 1-0 series lead since 1997. <laughs> they didn't get out of the first round since 1996. I mean, until last year. So, um, fans have been used to this team kind of letting them down. And, and I think, no, people are, people are jumping on and, and enjoying it and, and talking about it. Um, but it's not the end all be all here. It just isn't. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot going on down here. I got just some, some, you know, some stuff on Twitter yesterday, just trying to explain it. It's not the only game in town here. I mean, we've got the, the Miami Heat are playing the Knicks. That's kind of a big deal. You know, we've got an F1 race here this weekend, kind of a big deal. I mean, it's you know, they're kind of they're they they are part of the talk of the town, but they're one of many conversations. Yeah, it's 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 a crowded sports market, and that's not like a, a knock against Florida. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, yeah, it's the reality a lot going on then. Yeah, yeah, it just is. And, and then listen, that arena is going to be sixty forty fifty fifty Toronto fans. It is. They're go- they're going to come down here um, from Tampa, where a lot of there are. There's a lot more Ontario on the west side of Florida. As a, this over here, we're more we're more Quebec. Um, 
there'll be a lot of Canadian fans in the building because they're going to travel. They want to see their team and they're going to take advantage of Florida fans willing to make a couple bucks on selling their tickets. That's just, that's just reality. And that's just how it is. And uh, the Panthers are used to it and they're cool with it. Hey, with the way that the Panthers are playing on the road, that, that might not be uh, (laughs) such a bad thing. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You've been very good on the road. No doubt. Hey, George, uh, we appreciate you coming on again. That's George Richards yeah. of FloridaHockeyNow.com and Seven Sports Extra. Um, yeah, I think the series, I thought it was going to be a quick one. Now I'm not so sure. I think mm. this is going to go. Uh, uh, it's going to turn three I, different I times, know. right? I, I'm going to say six. I still say Leafs and six, but Johnny's holding up a five. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you, go. Do you have any predictions five. before we let you go there, George? Oh, not, you know, listen, I thought, I thought Boston was going to win in six, but what do I know? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Never trust a sports writer. <laughs> Thanks again. Exactly. All right. All right. For, for Johnny Thanks, Legend, guys. I'm Michael Trikos, and uh, this was the Hockeyverse. Thank you for listening to the Hockeyverse. If you enjoyed this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing the Hockeyverse to your friends and family. Also, be sure to check out thehockeyburst.com. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter. It's specifically written for you, the diehard hockey fan. From insider news to opinion and analysis, our NHL-focused newsletter will entertain and equip you for the conversations of the day. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is The Hockeyburst.